You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, guys, and welcome to the What Hip Hop Questions, Legends, and List. I'm Nyla Simone. And I'm the man to put your jucks and jucks to position, Mouse Jones. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I have to say it along with you. It's all like that should be a part of that is a part of the, it. It is a part. Yeah. It's a part. I can't do it without you, put, kid. The, the, it's I'm like the Will man. Smith. Huh? So in Will Smith's book, he said that, uh, and in the first season of The Fresh Prince, he didn't really oh, know how to act. He, he was mouthing the, everybody's yeah. lines. I thought that was really dope, actually. Yeah, so now when I watch it back, I'll be trying to see it. I'll be like, oh, the, do you, have you noticed it? Yeah. Really? Like in the first season. Only in the first season I see it. Wow, now I got to watch yeah. back and see it. I love that. Yes. And I'm with the man who puts the drugs and drugs. <laughs> Jones. That is like... Where the fuck did you even come up with that? This has nothing to do really, with our topic. I but. really put the... Well, at one point in time, I used to put the jokes in juxtaposition. All right, so today, <laughs> moving forward. You boasted about Beyonce being the most important artist of all time, and there's a lot of people in Listen. the comments. What was the craziest comment you got? A no, lot I of people think I you... I don't read. What's don't funny read. is a lot of people think you're drinking or on drugs or something. That's fine. No, a lot of people in my comments agree with Mouse. And I was like... I had to start commenting with tomatoes. Tomato, tomato, tomato. <laughs> I had to give the virtual tomatoes. Yeah, I'm a, um, <laughs> when I get my opinion, it's not up for debate. So, I mean, not with me at least. So if y'all, like, they had a good time debating in the comments, but I see Nyla in there other than that. I, I said it already. Vir- I, <laughs> virtual tomatoes to all of those who fucking commented and agreed with my They was like, I know that's right. Finally, someone said it. I was like, wait. <laughs> You I just don't understand the argument. If you tell me she's not, I don't understand the argument. You mean to tell me that because somebody's dead or because somebody was the first to do something, nobody could be better no, than No, no. We didn't say that those people were greater because they were the first. That's all I've heard. That's literally she not did, what we said. He did this. Michael Jackson did this. And... 
All right, like that happened, but Beyonce's doing it now. I don't really even like having this debate because I feel like me not agreeing equals hater. You know, in the internet, nah, it it's depends like, on how you disagree. If it's not A or B, you're a, if you're if you're not A, you're B, and B is hater. I don't want to be hater, so it's like it you depends, said what you said. It depends on how you disagree. Like if you disagree with facts, I could hear it. We could we could go back and forth. If you're just debating or feeling and nostalgia. Oh, Michael Jackson. You know who called well, me? You I know, I'm telling lie. on everybody now. You know who called me? Glasses Malone called me to argue. Glasses only calls me to argue. And he was like, really? Man? You know, Glasses has that fucking... You don't expect that voice coming out of Glasses Malone. He's like, really, Mouse? The greatest of all time? Michael Jackson did this? And I don't give a damn. DeVal... De, DeVal called... And then DeVal called me. And then he said... Uh, what did Val say? He wanted to tell me about what Michael Jackson did in 1993 and 1994. Like, what the fuck did that have to do with anything? <sighs> what did that have to do with anything? In this day and age, when everybody listens to that album and moves the fuck on, niggas have been listening to Beyonce for fucking three weeks straight, nonstop. Look, Beyonce is the bar. Beyonce is in the same league as these people. I'm not saying Beyonce is higher than lower. That's all I got to say. Word. Moving forward, man. Mouse, I've been seeing you with your interview series. Hey. Good stuff, man. You fucking with it? I love it. Damn, that feels good. And also, it's like, you know, I feel like people notoriously know you for going in on people, yeah. you know, being like the New York bully that you are at heart. But <laughs> what I'm seeing here... No, what I'm seeing here, honestly, is like a mature shift from Mouse. I mean, it's not a shift. The conversations are like it's not. So I always say this, right? And I hate and I, I hate to challenge when people say that because then it sounds like I'm like not taking not taking the credit. But it's not a shift, right? It's just people meet you where they meet you, mm. and they only have an opportunity to interact with you at that point. So they, if they seeing you at the parties, that's where you. That's interact. all they see. That's all you see. Oh, he's yeah. this. And then if you look at the podcast, um, if you look at guys next door, you're like. Oh, it's a bunch of guys chatting. Oh, he's talking about this, and maybe he's, you know, maybe he can have this conversation with these kind of guys that it's that third. But with this, you know, like I said, it's just uh, with Mouse Jones, just me having conversations with people that I'm genuinely interested in and looking for, like I said, the new conversation. Like I think me, you, there's not many of us, but I think me, you, hold on. I think people like me, you, um, Ivy, uh, Mia Bell, um, Jock. Like, I think we're capable of having a conversation that the OGs are typically um, left and tasked with. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can do that. We can do an interview. You and I can do an interview on this show or individually right on par with the Angies and Charlas and uh, uh, Big Boy, anybody else, you know what I mean? Any of these other legendary interviewers that or conversation have is that you know influenced us so that's what you know you gotta throw your hat in the ring we've all done it me like and you it, specifically man. have done it it's many a times good. it's looking real good thank you thank you thank you, thank you. let's talk about trudeau <laughs> tv nyla oh wait and by <laughs> the way let's also let them know the reason why we didn't have a podcast episode last week is because mouse is on tour and that's why and forgetting to let us know that he's on tour d block when did you know that this that I almost said the N-word. I'm trying to do better and not say the N-word. But when did you know what that? If D-block what if D-Block were responding like, yeah, that nigga. No, D-Block. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh too hard. Yeah, that's not. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I hate you too. <laughs> <laughs> he was laughing mad hard. Like, hold, hold the fuck on, D-Block. 
You're supposed to shy away. I would never. No, he laughed. Funny he to me that you would think I would ever use that word. Yeah, yeah, good spin, good spin, good spin, good spin, good spin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no. That's why that, we love you. <laughs> y'all didn't know I was on tour. Wait. You ain't tell us on that date. You got to let us know, like, hey, we going to record. We haven't recorded yet. The day moved. Oh, is that what happened? Yes. Oh, okay. All right, I take Idiot. it back. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. The Sorry. day had moved, and then I was like, all right, bet. I could do it. All right. All right. Thank all right. you. A-hole. <laughs> now back to you. TV, Nyla. Bang. Yes. Midday, Nyla. Bang. Well, you know, whatever. That's Angela Yee's time slot now that we know. Oh, so that's, what, that's what she's going. Yeah. What was that day like? What, what was that day like? I know what it was like for me just being associated with the station. But what did it feel like being at work? No, what did that day feel like when that announcement happened and everybody like was hitting you like for, for the scoop? Yeah, first of all, I don't know why y'all hit me for the scoop. I don't know nothing that go on up there. I be showing up every day like what? Okay. How many, matter of fact, better question. How many people hit you? Family, friends, how many people hit you and was like, oh, you should ask them to give you that slot? They didn't even say you you should ask. They said, I know that's not yours. That's not that yours. <laughs> now, like, what's Angela, gonna... Angela's getting her own slot. Yeah, Angela's Way getting her own you, time right? slot. Which Leaving is... the breakfast club. Yeah, middays at power. So right after Dope. the breakfast club. So it's low-key sounds like it's going to be like six hours of breakfast club instead of four hours of breakfast club. No, because I think she'll bring whatever people's gripe has been with her silence or, you know, uh, I don't know, whatever people's gripe has been. I think with her doing middays by herself or maybe who she brings, I think you'll get a completely different show. I'm ex- I'm excited to see. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. excited. Of, I like to see change up in radio. We've been asking for it. We've been asking for it. So I, I'd love to see. I do want to see what happens with that. that. Are they going to replace Angela with another female? Oh, you, ha- you have to. I don't know what they're doing. According to Charlotte, they're going to be having like a bunch of different people sit in. Testing? Yeah, just testing. Like live chemistry test? That means Nyla's getting. Yeah. That means Nyla's getting that run. Word. Just remember us, remember us little people, man. Remember the guy you used to do a podcast with. You don't think you would get the run? No, I'm a guy. And so there's no need for me, Charlemagne, and Envy to sit on us. I, t- I tell my dad this. I've told every fan that asked. There's no, there's no space that's going to allow me, Envy, and Charlemagne to exist in the morning. It's, it's, it makes no sense. Mm. You get... You, that's because we're in a new age of empowering women but I definitely could see that three men yeah it's, I'm what, talking about what dynamic black three male what black three male led show you've ever seen on radio oh it yeah, has to be a woman not on radio yeah that's what I'm saying it has to be a woman there yeah um, do I think I would kill in that hell yeah but you know my time my time in that building will come and when it comes it's gonna be great but you know only people that know me have hit me and been like oh are you gonna be the replacement online they think it's Remy Ma I heard Remy Ma a lot. Yeah. They really think it's Remy. I mean, Remy did really well with Fat Joe on a on a Wendy. Like that was my favorite week of Wendy. Mm. Um did you like her on Save the Union? No. I think that's oh, I think that's why they no, were pulling her. Absolutely did not. But that's because she was well, I mean No. The answer is no. I did not <laughs> I did not like Remy on State of the Union, but I really enjoy I think Remy needs somebody, uh, a two person. Mm. It needs to be one, two. Anything over that? Too much. Too much. She's going to get drowned out and then she's going to be forced to be in a position to say something dumb. And I think that was happening on State of the Union. Honestly, because I'm so close to the situation and like iHeart, I'm already at iHeart. Like, I don't even like addressing what's going on. Yeah, I just like going and, and doing my own go job. Go and do your job. Yeah. Which you've been killing, middays. <laughs> like, you, know you, bro- I, you know I only listen to the radio when you're on middays. 
literally that's the only time i listen well thank you i appreciate no that. other reason do i listen to it yeah man it's like uh, i don't even want to know that's why people hit me i'm like, i don't know i don't care i just do my job d block who do you see getting it remy ma is a good i didn't know about it but that's a good option i thought she go i saw her with joe i did that was you enjoyed good. that and they had kendra g too i think kendra g would be good but does, is she in Chicago? She is in Chicago. I, that would piss me off. I'm not going to lie to you. But she's also like I would, already iHeart. It would piss. Oh, that would piss me off. And they have good chemistry and she's I, very vocal. I That's fine. That would piss me off. Why? Because We don't need Chicago. anybody from any but other she's city. She's originally from Connecticut. Which is in New York. That's Tri-State. It's 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 Connecticut. That's Tri-State. It's Connecticut. But that's Tri-State. What the Don't fuck is Tri-State? I've never ever been nowhere and somebody be like, where you from? Oh, Tri-State. No, Tri-State is like saying the DMV. It's like you connect it. No, no one says that outside of radio. Y'all say that people from DMV say that in in like your everyday vernacular. Oh, that person from the DMV. Oh, DMV. Y'all don't DMV. say Tri-State? No. Darren, y'all say Tri-State? I've said it, I said it before. Yeah, people say Tri-State. You just try and fucking... Right. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? That has nothing Dave, to do with it. where are you from? Have you ever said Tri-State? Ah, uh, Dave, come on, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever said that before. No, I don't want anybody from, not from New York, taking that spot. All right. That was amazing. And I mean, I get it. Charlotte's from South Carolina. Yeah, but, he not even but from he was, there. But he was doing Wendy. He was, I understood. It made sense. Bringing somebody in 2022. She's from Connecticut. Which isn't New York. But it's a tri-state. I, look, I'm okay, but that's One okay. name I, I figure also to throw out is Diamond Cuts. She might be... She's from Philly. What? No, we don't need anybody not from New York. There's more than enough talent. You know who should be there? Scotty fucking Bean. Put the young girl in position. Put the young girl in position. She has everything that you would need to add to that show and take it another 10 years. Well, when you think about what Angela brought, she brought a lot of like, try to get back to the interview type questions, right? Like where she would just, she was always prepared. She had real questions to push the conversation where I think Sharla likes to like, you know, laugh and, you know, get to the more of the, you know, he's a great, obviously he's a great interview, but I think Angela, she liked to get, come back to asking questions like that. So I don't know. I just want to see... Would it be someone that replaced Angela like that? I feel like Envy is more of the keep people on task person. But also, I just don't really want to talk about this no more. <laughs> it's just too close. It's too close to my... <laughs> yeah, you put I me in a weird position there. I can't so, shit where I sleep. <laughs> let's, let's not be honest about where some, some of us eat and others are trying to get a play at the table. <laughs> so you currently listening to the What Hip Hop Questions, Legends, and Lists. We'll be right back after this break. Are you all about the NBA action? You gotta try Pick 6, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Getting started is simple. Just download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up with code TBE. Pick at least two players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Like, will they score more or less than 30 points or have more or less than eight assists? Lock them in and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and get started with code TBE. New customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code TBE. The crown is yours. 
One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick 6 credits. Non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. And looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman, some would call a thought leader. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. No unexplained theories, no mundane lessons, no using 20 words when two will do. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. I'm giving you straight talk, relatable stories, and life lessons through my own experiences and the lens of others. We're not just talking about why financial freedom is important. We're focusing on how you can achieve it too. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done from the streets to the suites. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a documentary that has come out in Showtime that you guys have talked about. Are you talking about Homecoming by Beyonce? No. Oh, sorry. Okay. What documentary are you talking about? Talking about the Supreme Team doc that Nas directed. And he did a really good job, by the way. Listen, I do not, I, I actively look to not give Nas his credit on things. You're disgusting. This he Listen deserves. to the statement you just said. That's ridiculous. Well, let's talk about what it is. What's the doc called that we're talking about? Uh, it's called the Supreme Team. Very aptly named. Get right to it. I think that Supreme Team has always been an ama- amazing name. Growing up in New York, Supreme Team. You've heard, I've heard that shit my entire life, especially growing up on Long Island where everybody like comes from Queens. They talk about the myths. Myths, the legend, the stories. lore. Um, you know, knowing, you know, having family members close to it. Um, having having friends who had dads who used to hustle with them and you know what I mean? Like, yeah, seeing that documentary brought it all together. It was, it was really dope. cool, man. And what I really liked about it. Wow, that's so radio. What? It was really cool, man. It was really cool. Just because, like, when you listen to Nas, which you should, Mouse. No, thanks. When you listen to Nas' album, he always painted the story. Like, what's the... um. 
the where he talks about getting a letter one love one love one, one love, love. Yeah. like he talks about writing people in jail yep. and how omega huh he wrote it to Cormega, right he's telling the story kind of yeah without literally. really telling yeah. the story so it's kind of cool because his albums always painted the picture but to actually hear the backstory and what inspired his music back in the day it's like damn it's like a full circle moment yeah. so for him to direct it i'm like damn this is impressive and also i just got to say in general it's cool to see a lot of um people in hip-hop directing with film even like have you been watching irv Gotti sing on bet yeah. not to get sidetracked but <laughs> that stuff is really good it is like it is um I've, i think those of us, those of us who are in the, those of us who are in the, the the business of telling people's story, I think we appreciate when a story is told properly, yeah, fully, especially when we grew up in it, right? So like being able to piece together and put certain pieces together, like it's, it's like, just oh, a, like if is... I can imagine a kid watching the Supreme Team doc for the first time and when they heard Hove on on um. When they heard Hove on uh, Watch the Throne, it's the Supreme Team, and, and they like, yeah. who is that? What's that? And now you understand. Oh, it was a, it was a, it was a drug dealer. There's <laughs> a, a drug dealing team. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, like even to see like, I always say I love to see how influential the Dope Boys was, because we do the, the community society does such a job of trying such a. a an intentional job of trying to silence their history, erase them from history, that's unnecessary, right? Because if we erase the dope boys, especially early on, you erase the dope boys, then we act like nothing was wrong with the community. Yeah. We act like crack, we act like somebody just, you know, like crack just showed up and disappeared, right? And then anything else is, oh, these people were destroying the community. We don't talk about, oh, no, there were no jobs. Projects were a project because it was a project. Yep. You know what I mean? These people were entrepreneurs trying to make some of themselves. Masterminds. Masterminds. Honestly. Yeah. These, these, or any of these niggas, Prince, Supreme, Bimmy, anybody could have been anybody's Fortune 500 CEO, COO, yeah. but they would have never got the opportunity because they never had the access to the school to be more than what society made them to be. Yeah. But they, uh, they did what they did. When life gave them lemons, they made lemonade. No, they made crack, but it's okay. But you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> they, they took what was in their hands and they did what they had to do to get where they were going. But what I was going to say is um, one of my favorite parts about the documentary is how they kept emphasizing organized. Yes. Because yes. today's hip hop, shit's not organized. People are literally telling on themselves, getting arrested, getting um put on trial, rap lyrics used against right. them, etc. So it's like the fact that they were organized, I, I just want to keep repeating organized like they did right. in organized the Organized crime. Organized is important. They, just don't be out here doing anything. You look at this shit, right? And I'm one of them. You look at how much like mafia culture is celebrated. What do they say? They Mafia, organized crime. Yeah. It is fucking synonymous, right? It is almost like one bred the other. Mm -hmm. Organ there's, there's fucking the Albanians, the Russians, all of that shit gets painted under organized crime. When it's black men, there's just some drug dealers. We're going to hit them with the Rico, but we're going to paint them drug, dealer. drug dealers. Nah, that was, give it the, give it the same respect you give John Gotti. Yep. Give him the same respect that you give the fucking, uh, the Genovese family. The same fucking respect you give the Albanians and the Russians and anybody else. Give yep. it the same respect if we're going to do that. But they, they never celebrate it. Yeah. They're, they're painted as they're painted as evil mongers who were just out here selling crack ravaging the community when that wasn't the case. Yeah. 
That wasn't the case. Nobody's ever going to have me believe that. Do you think they planned this timing of dropping their docs around like the same time between Irv and Nas? Or this is just a coincidence? I think... Even 50. Well, technically, they didn't really drop them around the same time. What? uh, Within the same two months. One month and the next month. um, I don't think so. I I mean, I could. You know what? Because it's like, what are the odds? I don't work in TV. And I know (laughs) shit is so different from what I thought I knew. Mm. Right, because if I if you if you were to ask me this three years ago, I'd be like, no, of course not, because you know, Showtime that's that's paid, and you know, you got to go that's on demand, and you got to go look for that, as as opposed to like Irv Gotti is coming on appointment television, Mm -hmm. but shit with social media and with streaming, everybody's watching shit and talking about shit same. So I don't know. I think maybe they found a spot and was just like, fuck it, we're gonna fuck this up. Yeah. And plus, power wasn't on at the time. You know that shit is a fucking vacuum. Yeah. (laughs) That shit's a vacuum. This shit's back. I haven't watched anything. You haven't watched it? No, oh, I, haven't, I haven't watched it. anything else. Yeah, Raising Cannon. Raisin Cannon. Yeah, shout out to Joey Badass, man. Yo, Killing Joey. His, Joey's ooh, the Killing the role, man. When that nigga came outside, I said, ah, he's back. Yeah, even when he got into that fight. Put, put the three po- niggas. Po- uh-uh. I said, nah, this is some bullshit, Joey. This is some bullshit, Stop. but let's go with it. Stop. I, I went with it, but this is some bullshit. Well, that's because... Two other guys were fighting the other guy. They weren't oh, so paying attention. Oh, so he caught him off guard. Yeah, so he caught him off guard. Yeah. All right, so you saying Joey Badass got his ass whooped if they was looking No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think Raising Canaan is super dope. Probably my favorite one out of the Power Book series. Over the Tommy and even over the Tyreek um, one. I accept them all. I appreciate them all for different things. Like, all the other ones are supposed to be soap operas. I think people forget that. Uh, but, but Raising Canaan is done very much in a drama way. But like, fucking Power, Ghost... Anything, all them shit's all done like soap operas. And they're no different than fucking As the World Turns. It's literally like fucking the most chaotic, dramatic 45 minutes of your life. Yeah. And then there's a fix. So Until so, next time. Yeah. <laughs> what was the Irv Gotti doc about? What, what was that? So Irv Gotti right now on BT. He has it, a few more doing coming the, out. Yeah. So he's doing the Murder Inc. documentary right yeah. now. That's what he was on Drink Champs. Well, that's what he was supposed to be on Drink Champs to promoting. Promote. Yeah. I mean. But he. No, that's not what he was doing. It, I mean, he got back to it. Just yeah, every dedicated a he lot. He mentioned it for like thirty seconds, and then the rest no, and then the rest of it. I, so I watched it because, as much as it annoys me to hear drunk people talk, I was like, "There's no way he spoke about Ashanti for this long." Ridiculous, right? He didn't. He spoke for about like You're, twenty minutes. Are you kidding me? He gave me? a good thirty minutes. It was crazy. Out the gate, out too, the out gate. The, this what? Ten minutes. This. Yo, when he said, I said. This how it started. I said this nigga's chaotic. Yeah, but then the rest of it, right? And then the rest of it, it was um, it was, it was far big from me saying it was good, but it was I, Irv Gotti gets my attention. I'll say this: Irv Gotti has accomplished a lot in the music industry, and and like that inspires me. Something that I would like to do, you know, in my own way. And just who Matt, would your rule be? I don't know. I ain't seen. I ain't met him yet. But what I will say is though. All that Ashanti shit kind of blurred me wanting to give him flowers because it's like that is like really just like disgusting and lame. And if that was my dad, I would be very upset. And yes, I said my dad because he's old enough. to be. Yeah. Like, but it's like, damn, I can't even call you an honorable man because you've done so much honorable shit in the music. But this is just messy. I think we blur the line sometimes and forget that men are human, too. And maybe that's just like society and that's a bigger conversation for like, um, you know, uh, misogyny and all that shit. But okay. men have, 
we we've placed ourselves in a position where we are specifically black men and where we're void of emotion and not allowed to show emotion. I'm not saying you and can't so show we emotion. Showed emotion, obviously. If you have a lot of pent up emotion, then it's gonna come out the wrong way. Now, albeit this is corny. Now, I'm not arguing that I'm what like... he did was corny, <laughs> but I can also see how that corny activity happened. If you know you this has been pent up, I don't think this is pent up. He did a whole. He, it's included in the docu series that he already shot. What is included specifically? The Ashanti stuff. But what is that specifically? That they Them dating, and, and he found out she was dating Nelly at the thing, and he's heartbroken. It was pretty funny. He made her the. That was funny. funny. It was pretty funny the way he said it. He, he said, he said, I'm gonna tell you how God works. I like football. <laughs> I like I love I love basketball. Yeah. NBA package. <laughs> watching my man D Rose. Yeah. I love basketball. I'm watching the game. There's a whole bunch of commotion. No one knows what's going on. This is how God works. This is how God works. Killing me. This is how God works. The, the 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 reporter comes back. He says, "All that commotion was because Nelly just arrived with R&B superstar Ashanti." Fucking heartbroken. Yeah, I thought it was weird. Did everybody? You think the industry knew that they had like a, a secret? Yeah, everybody knew. Everybody knew. It, I don't it, think everybody knew. Everybody knew. Fifty knew it. We're talking about two niggas that were like two of the biggest rap superstars. Everybody knew that shit. I'm telling you, I don't think everybody knew. It's Irv Gotti. You think Drop a comment. Let us know if everybody knew. <laughs> I want to know. Mad comments. Yeah, everybody knew. Nobody knew. People <laughs> I ain't just know born. that shit. I ain't know. Nah, everybody knew. Um, even 50, 50 Endgame both said it, which also let me know. There was a little, you know, I'm petty and I, I love petty shit. So... There was, you know, there's always been back and forth between 50 and the game, yes. right? About, oh, I gave you your first album. I gave you all the hits, so I wrote for you. And game's like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. By all means, no matter the corny shit, game is an amazing rapper. We talk about the art of rapping. Game is that guy. So I'd always be like, nah, game, nah, game wrote that shit. Nah, documentary wrote that shit. And then it comes out. So the 50 Cent posts a video of his Rap City to Basement freestyle during this time. And he's like, Irv mad at me because Ashanti got a new boyfriend. But no. then he, then Game says that on his album, the same line. Irv mad at me because Ashanti got a new boyfriend. So I said, oh. Yeah, no. Game, yeah 50 did do that. He did right. But yeah, it, it's messy and I love mess. But um, like I said, it was corny. I don't think it was. But in the same hand, to, I never knew or I never did any research into all that went on with Supreme yeah. And Irv Gotti and Murder Inc. So when that whole thing came out and was like, that is a stand-up move. Yeah. Right? Because Irv, by all means, is a civilian. He could have very well ratted and it wouldn't have been ratting because he's a civilian. He could have cooperated with the feds and took it six months, but he didn't. Yeah. And I mean, seeing that story told in that way, they kept that, yo, they... Man, you about to have me, you better, look, you have my gush meter when we was doing the Beyonce joint. I'm about to start gushing over this damn documentary. Like, they kept it so hip-hop. Yeah. That documentary was so fucking hip-hop, bro, that they found a way to weave politics, socioeconomic issues, oh, crime, yeah. all of that shit in, into three beautifully done. Like, you know, usually in a, in a, um, in a documentary, like sometimes in these instances, the ending is rushed. 
it felt like everything God is just doing, everything got the proper attention to detail that it deserved. Yeah. Agreed. Definitely I, agreed. I, I enjoyed it a lot. And, you know, like I said, putting, I think one of my most favorite things is always putting faces to names in hip hop. You know, everybody from somewhere is talking about somebody. So, like, to see how many times Prince and Supreme was mentioned, the Supreme team was mentioned through hip hop. And for so long, people had no idea. I feel like a lot of times in New York City, again, I'm not from here, but when I did move here, I lived in Queens and I lived in Queens the longest. <laughs> but I feel like Queens is like not the most respected borough, but it seems like low key it has the most impact. Queens and Brooklyn, I see. Because mm. look at the Supreme team. Everybody's rapping about them, even people in Brooklyn. Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. Um, Queens get the money. That's probably where it came from. That's what I was thinking. No. Queens get the money came from Prodigy. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay, I didn't know. But it didn't come because of the Supreme team and they was getting money. I maybe somebody said it, but it being a thing is from Prodigy. Um, that's what I assumed. Okay, never mind. So in the dark, hip hop, there's two, both uh, Supreme and Prince. Prince, yeah. So are doing Supreme jail did, cell interviews? Yeah, you which hear? was so. I mean, not dope that they weren't locked up, but it was so dope the way they did it. Like always, it. always, always zeroing in on that phone and those stories being told. And man, like, man, that 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 shit was just really well done. Just really well done. Like, now both these guys made money from selling heroin, crack, crack. Yeah, heroin, heroin early on, and you know, crack came in the eighties, like a hundred thousand dollars a day. Yo, seeing. I think another thing that that made it real is seeing those guys that some of their co-defendants seeing like how they're messed up now mm. and like how much of an infrastructure they truly built. Some of those guys was counting on those guys to come home. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That one guy was like, yeah, we just knew like when we came home, we were going to be good. And Preem gets locked up. Um, What was I going to say? I was honestly surprised to see, uh, what's his name? Governor Eric. The mayor, Eric Adams. Oh, the mayor, yeah, Eric Adams. I was shocked his, to see him in there. His goofy ass. No, I was really shocked. Like, oh wow. Of course, he's gonna be everywhere. He's gonna be everywhere. That nigga always outside. I did outside. not expect him to be in. He might be at trap karaoke like next week. <laughs> Fucking hate him. Yeah, I really didn't expect him to be in that. But um, that, and then the second thing I wanted to mention was um, what is it? Sorry, I gotta look at my notes. Eric. Well, it was definitely the police side of the story, which he was involved in. Fuck him. Um, they had, uh, you know, police pe- police who were dealing with those cases in the dock. They had the prosecutor. I liked his story. Yeah. The fucking prosecutor lived three blocks yeah, away. Three blocks away, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Crazy. Three blocks away? Man. You know how he was talking about, like, how he wanted to leave, but he couldn't leave because he wouldn't be supreme if he left? Yeah. Yo, how did that make you feel? And do you agree with that? Yeah. You agree with yeah, it? You get sucked into this shit, bro. You really Your agree morals? with Your morals? Yeah. You gotta, sometimes. But why put, can't you evolve and still be supreme? You know what I'm saying? Because you wouldn't be supreme. And I think a lot of people are attached to that. I think a lot of black men specifically, we find ourselves in times of survival, um, holding on to who we become during survival, right? And I'm no different. Like a lot of black men who came from um, struggle, whether it was, you know, whether you jumped into it or or it was, you know, you grew up in poverty, whatever the case may be. 
And then what happens there is you don't give yourself the space to grow past that or evolve past that because you have to be you. I became me. I was supreme. I was mouse and I was this person doing this. So when you evolve, you're not going to be that person no more. I don't think that's fair, though. I feel like that's an unhealthy ceiling. It's not a ceiling. That's what I'm saying. You take the ceiling off. You leave the ceiling by saying, okay, I'm going to elevate and still be supreme. It can't. It, it can't. It doesn't happen that way. But that's why I'm saying it's a ceiling because he wasn't able to get out of it. Because he wasn't willing to be anybody other than supreme, which we say is honorable. But look where it got you. But if he was willing to be, oh, damn, I forgot his government name. But if he was willing to be. <laughs> McGriff. McGriff. If he was willing to be Mr. McGriff, Mr. McGriff can be. Uh, 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 a label head at Murder Inc. Uh, Mr. McGriff can go on to invest in homes and invest in community, invest mm-hmm. in business, and not have to worry about being held to the supreme standard. See, the problem is we put ourselves in a position where we have to be held up to a standard of a person who was surviving instead of striving to be a person who's thriving. Survival Nyla made some terrible decisions, and I'm still halfway survival Nyla, so right. <laughs> you see anything but when you, that... But when you fully become Nyla Simone... I ain't doing none of that sucky shit I had to do. Yeah. When you fully become Nyla Simone... But I ain't gonna have no shame in not doing it. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's deuces Because you, you allow... You give yourself the space to evolve. So, Mouse... And you don't have... You won't have to be held to the standards of You gotta of figure out how to stop... Black men from feeling like that, like they we have. We gotta to give be them there. more access. We gotta give them more. You know, what I mean, we gotta give them first and foremost. We gotta give them more access and give them a fighting chance, so they don't have to be in a position to create a survival person. You survive under harsh environments, so you become hardened. And I have to survive this. But if we put little black boys and little black girls in situations where they thrive from a young age, well, then they don't have to be outside hustling. They don't gotta be outside. Yeah. Knocking people over the head and becoming this person out of survival. Yeah, I just really didn't like that. I like understood that, it. That was like it was the heartbreak. saddest. The saddest. It was part exactly. It, I, I had. I felt the same exact way, and I was like, "Damn, yeah, that's me." Like I, I be holding myself to that shit, and it's like, like I was even telling you before we start recording. It's like I don't even put myself in certain scenarios anymore because if I do, it's I know I'm gonna have to hold myself to the standard of the person I was. So now what do I do? I remove myself completely. Why do you feel like it is that you have to do that? Is it if I'm back in that scenario? Is, yeah, is it because of society? It's, nah, it's it's a it's knee jerk reaction. It's a it's trauma like response. Like PTSD. PTSD. Like okay. Oh, I'm back in the scenario where a nigga playing. Let's talk about it in full, right? If I go back to Mouse who was robbing people, and I go back to Mouse who was starting with people and putting his hands on people and ready to fight and all that. If I go back to that thought process, or if I put myself in a predicament where somebody could put me in that place. My trauma response is going to be like. Not even thinking. Bing. Yeah. Now we all in a fucked up sick of, sick of predicament. Now D blocking you got to find somebody to replace me because I'm locked up. Now my kids got to see me through a thing. Yourself. I got you. That's a fact. D block. Don't try to do, stories, yeah, don't try and do me dirty. If I get locked up, I'm still doing the podcast. <laughs> don't fucking try and do me foul. Dave, tell this nigga don't try to do me foul, y'all. No. Now you better fucking protest. Make sure you get some good reception in that bitch. It's going to be like, <laughs> It's like after every 15 minutes. It's- every 15 minutes. Be oh, right. my now God. Got, now we got time. We might, have, we might have to give this nigga a segment on this show. 15 minutes, fuck, running up my like, damn bill. You have a call from Riker. The what? The the what? You the know what? how much I get paid for this fucking podcast? Don't be running up my bills, nigga. <laughs> 
No, nah, um, let me stop. But yeah, no, nah, I think that, that I love that you even brought that part up, right? I love that you brought the emotion part, the emotional. That's why I love having these conversations with you because you you always are able to pull out like the emotional intelligence of something, right? And like, I felt that. Yeah, like that was yeah, because I didn't even, like I seen it and I felt something about it, but kept moving to the gangster shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, all right, what's next? All right, yeah, you're you such a supreme. fucking guy. Where's the tomatoes at? <laughs> <laughs> tomato, tomato, tomato. Yeah, so yeah, it's so gangster. Move on, move on, move on. But yeah, I loved it. I, I loved it, man. I loved uh and I love the stories. And I love hearing the story from the survivors. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like even Prince's wife and and his uh protege was talking about his protege even said that like when Prince came home, it wasn't about how much packs you sold today. It wasn't about this. He he came downstairs, he checked on me, asked me what was on my mind, gave me somebody to talk to. So it wasn't all about this. You know what yeah. I mean? You And you realize that these people ain't the monsters that they try and paint them out to be. You watching Raising Canaan, right? Yeah. And you see how she's about to move over to the 40 Projects, I think? Yeah, she's no, about or to. Bas- no, Baisley. Baisley. So um, do you think that is based off the Supreme? I think all of it. I think, I think it's, if I'm not mistaken, I think Unique's. Joey's badass and his crew is supposed to be a Supreme team. No way. That's why I'm pretty sure, yeah. No, I want it to be the other crew. Just because I like how they got the organ, the what's that New Jack City? Yeah, the car. Got the New Jack City set up with the building, everybody working and stuff like. Well, you know, Fifty lived that life though, right? Like he knew about Supreme. I think it was on the street. Yeah, they was on the street together a couple times, right? I don't know how much they hung because 50 50 at the time going by Boo Boo, he's he's a lot younger than them. Maybe it was Prince. It was probably Prince. Prince, Prince, yeah. Because Prince is about eight years younger than. than Supreme. Well, I definitely can't wait to see 50 Cent's document on it because he, <sighs> he does amazing jazz at it. But 50 was in beef with them. And that was my other favorite part. Did they was how, him on it? Was how Preem was like, Preem was like, yo, I ain't gonna talk too much about it. Like, not even 50 could say I was a bad guy. I had to do what I had to do to him. He knew that. And I was like, niggas, talk your shit, nigga. You never come home. But like, yeah, that shit is crazy. Yo. <laughs> I mean, at that point. Yeah, no, I know. I get it. At that point, what are we doing here? I mean, if it wasn't for Jam Master J, would 50 become 50 Cent? You know, or would he be just another dude from Queens? I think he would have figured it out. Robbing people. I'm yeah. not going to lie. I mean, listen, that guy, he had a talent. Um, I think, yeah, it took Jam Master J to fuck with him. Yeah. But, you know, when that ghetto Quran dropped, the ripples. It in New York was in a tizzy. Mm. Like I remember people at the barb shop feeling very away about the ghetto Quran. Like not even knowing who Fifty Cent really was. I'm I'm on Long Island. He's from Queens. I'm between Long Island and Brooklyn. I don't really know what's going on in Queens. So I just remember being in the barb shop and they like that bit and something like, "Yo, how you talking about Prince? How you talking about Prince? Oh, you snitching? You wet? You dry snitching? All that shit." So I feel like Fifty Cent was one of the first like trolls. And he was fearless. Very fearless. Because he, of course you could be a fearless troll when you like that. Shit, there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of trolls. But they're not fearless. That's what I'm saying. They'll stop at but, a certain point. And that's why I think 50 would have prevailed regardless. You're now listening to the What? Hip Hop Questions Legend List. We'll be right back after the break. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? Yes. This is a show about women. 
Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European Political Systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Some would call a thought leader. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. No unexplained theories, no mundane lessons, no using 20 words when two will do. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. I'm giving you straight talk, relatable stories, and life lessons through my own experiences and the lens of others. We're not just talking about why financial freedom is important. We're focusing on how you can achieve it too. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done from the streets to the suites. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? This your boy, Jerry Clark, and I am the host of Storytime with Legendary Jerry Podcast. For the last 30 years, I have worked with some of your favorite artists, like Outkast, Killer Mike, Jeezy, Akon, Jermaine Dupree, and so many, many more. Storytime with Legendary Jerry is an ode to the South. Southern rap has had the game on lock for years, and now I'm telling you legendary stories of how we did it. Like Pastor Troy doing the ad-libs for one of Justin Timberlake's biggest hits. Whenever you listen to Cry Me a River, man, I'm all through them ad-libs on that song. It's that one, 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 Cry Me a River, ah. Y'all hear this, man? listen to it, man. And what if I told you Jazzy Faye and CeeLo have an unreleased album just sitting in the vault waiting? Now, you and CeeLo had a group for a minute, man. Yeah, we had a whole album in the can. We got a, we have a whole album. Now I have partnered with iHeart Podcast to bring you one of the hottest podcasts in the game, telling you some of the most unheard stories in the music industry. Listen to Storytime with Legendary Jerry on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the things you mentioned earlier, like this, this group was an organized crime, but so they could have been, they could have been something else. They could have been entrepreneurs. They, they had, couldn't, they couldn't be. They were entrepreneurs. I think we, I think. You know, I think what we take away from drug dealers is we take away that they were entrepreneurs. They are entrepreneurs. You may not agree with their business practice. Their business practice may be illegal, but so is a lot of these white-collar crime. And for those who judge, have you tried to sell something? Go out and just try to sell anything. I mean, look at Jay. Sell this pillow. Jay's, like Clark Kent tells A 14-year like drug dealer. <laughs> Jay was selling, and he didn't even want to rap. He had to convince him to rap. You know, and, and now look where... That's what I'm saying. But if you, you can't tell me these drugs... Are you going to tell me the person... Like, you going to tell me somebody like Prince, Prince and Supreme are entrepreneurs? Yeah, because at the end of the day, we just don't have the proper allies. 
Exactly. What you was about to say, D Block? Since we've been talking about a great documentary and also some of fifties TV work, another iconic series just had their twentieth anniversary, which has a lot to do with drug dealing. Talk about oh, it. The wire. The wire. Oh yes. Oh yes. Mouse is holding up his Omar shirt. Yeah, man. Rest in peace, Michael. Michael K. Williams. <sighs> That's. Damn, that's so trash. He's not here. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the wire is great. Why is great TV show ever come? Do you think the wire might have taken some, you know, been influenced by what was happening in Queens? I know that was happening. Nah, it was happening down there. Was really happening. The, the wire happened. They took right from the man that played the 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 man that played the come on the Reverend in season one and two. The boy had got Melvin something. He. The, the Melvin Gregg, I want to say his name. I might be wrong. Can you check that for me? But uh, I, f- I forgot his name. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm so mad at myself. But yeah, the guy who they who who Avon and them is based on is who helped. He consulted with David Simon on the wire. Melvin Williams. Yeah, he plays the pastor in season one and two. That's who the wire is based on him. So that's where it all comes from. Allegedly. No, they said it. That's what they said. No, they all said it. He says it. They say it. David Simon said it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he was a consultant and everything on it. Yeah, he was a, he was a convicted drug kingpin okay. in the 1960s. The inspiration for the character Avon yep. Foxdale. Yeah, I'm, I'm, my, why, my why knowledge is up. You know, not just because Mac is one of my best friends, but also because it's the greatest fucking TV show ever. I got friends that's from there. From where that's the wire not, is? Yeah. They wire babies? I'm just saying like. The Heron babies? What was the best season? <sighs> that's a good question. All right. I can't well, remember. Okay. So here's the thing. Before I'm biased, I'm going to Oh, God. So you're going to say the fucking first three. No. What? You're say season four with Mac. Season four? When Mac is introduced. Oh. Uh, Michael Lee. Uh, But if I have to be honest. I really enjoyed the docs. I know everybody oh, hates it. No. I know everybody hates it. I really enjoyed the docs. I truly, because I felt like some real intricate and integral character building was taking place. Hmm. The doc sets up for the schools. I liked season four for the schools of it all. The Back to the Street season three. I think that's when... Um, Omar, was Omar killed in season three? He might have been No, killed. Omar was uh, killed in the last season. Yeah. Canard, Canard bodies him in the last season. Well, who's what's his name? Idris Elba's character, Stringer. Stringer Bell was killed in season three. No, three. 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 Brother Muzon. Brother Muzon kills him in season three. Yeah, that was great. Damn, I gotta rewatch it. It's been season five was horrible. 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 Yeah. Everybody says that. I didn't mind. What? I've never heard that before. People say that a lot. Season five, the final season, is terrible. No. I ain't say I agree. I said people say that a lot. I've never heard that before. Today is the first day I've heard that. Oh, I haven't watched it in a while, but I didn't like it going down. I'll yeah, say I gotta that. Watch it. Season five, the newsroom situation. That was amazing. It it was overplayed. My wife worked in a newsroom for years, and, and it wasn't like that. Oh. hated it. like the, the the stereotypical shit that was going happening. Listen, I'm telling you right now, Marlo taking the fuck over. <laughs> Marlo was cool. When 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 your man when Slim told him he said, "Hey, you know, the thing about back in the days, 
It's back in the days. <laughs> <laughs> season five is when Marlo told Slim me. had a lot of great quotes. Season, we stay on that word. We stay, said, we stay on that. <laughs> okay, Derek. What season five? No, when season five, when Marlo told the security guard, he had this lollipop in his mouth. He said, I see what it is. I think it's going to go that way. It's really going to go the other way. I said, that nigga's going to die. That nigga's gonna end up in one of them row houses. Yeah, what's crazy is like, you can still go to Baltimore to this day and see like the effects of definitely the wire. Definitely, like it has not changed. Nobody even tried to change it. Yeah, my name is my name. It's actually really sad. Why we keep talking about sad stuff, man? I want better for us. So you gotta when you get on a Breakfast Club, you gotta go back to the community. Yeah, <laughs> when I get some money in my pocket, yeah. You gonna yeah. do it? Yeah. You gotta. You said I got to. You gotta do it. Yeah, I'm gonna start here, but I'm gonna go there too. Oh, look at you! Thank you. I got multiple homes. You gonna do it in the tri-state area? <laughs> do it in the tri-state? Yes. So, as we do every week on a show, we ask a question, we try yep. to answer it. Mm-hmm. Talks about the Supreme Team Doc, best documentary of all time. Of all time, yeah, you're trying to dread. Right. No, not of all time. Not of all time, but it's, what is one of the best? What, let's do by the year. What's on the Mount we Rushmore? We some good docs this year. M- Mount Rushmore documentary, Homecoming by Beyonce. That's on Mount Rushmore. Has all right, be. so thank you guys. Black album, <laughs> black album. Uh, I mean, Fade to Black by Jay Z got to be on there. The Last Dance, Hello, Legendary. Last Dance was was great. Last Dance, Legendary, like. And that was that, and that was that guy's like first documentary. Mm. Like that was crazy. It's fucking amazing. Um, what's the fourth? The fucking seven five. The what? The seven five? Pretty fucking good. Hmm. Pretty fucking good. Pretty fucking good. Uh, I'm a documentary snob. Yeah, I don't have a list for you guys. But it's definitely the best documentary of twenty twenty two. That I can say. Best documentary of 2022. Wait, did when did Chronicles come out? No, that was last year. So yeah, best documentary of 2020. No, that was 2020 when the Chronicles came yeah, out. That was because that was in the pandemic. Yep. Because I was fucking like that was the only thing I was looking forward to. Every <laughs> Same. <laughs> what Same. About, when we were kings. Now we won. The whole. I don't think I. I did watch when we were kings. When we were kings was good. I don't know if it beats out any of my four. When we were kings was good though. You see the Amy Winehouse one? I did. Fade to Black. No, what was it? Back to Black. I think it was just called Amy. They must. No, you're right. It's called Amy. That was good. That was really good. That was hard to watch, though, but good. Why was it hard to watch? Her being an addict. Oh, but you can watch the Supreme Team without dropping a fucking tip. You see what's going on here, Nyla? All right, D Block. I thought you was one of us. All right, see what's going on here. It's all now sad. Oh, you know what was also a very strong one? Central Park Five. Oof. Yeah, I thought about that one. No, well, well, you said documentary. Yeah. So the thirteenth. Thought about that one too. Thirteenth is also awesome because Central, the Central Park Five. Not the scripted one. There was a there. There was a there. There she was a. The she one. did the scripted one. Then the documentary came from the thirteenth. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, that was oof. Oof. All right, now, yeah, now I feel like now, now I'm getting sad. All right, All right. yeah, uh, I was like, this is. Oh, that got deep. These documentaries are. Why so are there no real. light documentaries? 
Yeah. Well, there are some, but they're not telling the truth. I want. All right. So before we get out of here, I want to ask, what is a documentary? What is one documentary you want to see? Like something that you want to be turned to a documentary? Um, I got to start with my bias one, obviously, is Angie's My Voice. You want to see that turn to a documentary? Hell yeah. Think about see, all want, the people she's interviewed. I want to see her snuff um, Wendy. I want to see her snuff Wendy. I want to see her interviewing Big Pun and, and getting yeah. high off the cookies and he ain't tell her I don't air. I want to see her on crack. Like, that's a li- I want to see her track crack for the first <laughs> time. Like She just grew up in the era where hip-hop was fresh and born. Yeah. So her experience is just you know something we never will get to see. So to get to see that on, on camera, I think would be fly. Uh, who else would I like to see? I'd like to see the Breakfast Club doc. I know Charlamagne has been. Yeah, that's that that's probably. definitely gonna be dope. Ooh. Honestly, Way I want to lean see... in the black effect. Dare not point. I do want to see something on Snoop Dogg too. Honestly, I'm all right. I, I like him as a. I feel like he's shown it so much. I don't. But he's just. Oh, you know what else was great? Defiant ones was was dope. Defiant ones oh, yeah. was good. It was so long though. It was good though. The Wu Tang doc that Sasha Jenkins did was great too. That was good. Yeah. The final one was so fucking long. Jesus Christ. I was like, Jimmy, I mean, I don't think I care this much. Uh, <laughs> I just don't. I just don't. I just don't think I care this much about it. was you. good though. It was really it, good. It was good. But so fucking long. It was. It took me like a whole week. Um, it's like Rick, Doc. I'm all right. I'm all right. I like the tribe, Doc. It's already out. What's something you want to see? Oh, I thought, I thought we were just naming old stuff just oh. now. <laughs> the fire ones is old. <laughs> That's true. Um, I said the one I want to see. I want to see Angie Martinez, my voice. Okay. Slick Rick. You want to see a Slick Rick doc? I want to see a Slick Rick doc. I think all my docs have already been done. I don't think I ever need to see another Biggie documentary. You want, yo. I don't think I ever need to see a new 9 11 documentary. Please stop. Like, it's like a new. No Although I did enjoy the last one that came out on Netflix. That was a new, like, that was a new take on something that gave us something different. It was good. But, but I'm more. really over it. Yeah. Don't, I love Biggie. I never need to see his doc. And y'all end and tell us, oh, you just sad music. It'll never be solved. <laughs> yo, every right. time, man, I'm tired of it. I'm like, yo, like, I had hope. And now I don't have hope anymore. Just making money off of us. Um, Because we're yeah, going to watch it. <laughs> I do want to see, no, no. No, no, I think I see no more. What about Nip? I do. I would love to see a good Nip documentary. He deserves that. Yeah, let's get a good Nipsey Hustle documentary. Yeah. On it. Let's do that. And me and Nyla should be the fucking narrators. That's how this D Block, let's D Block be the producer guy you are and set that up. Okay. Let's do that. You wanna do it? You got a nip. I don't know if I want to narrate, but give me like some creative directing role. I'm cool with that. Yeah. I like to narrate. I want to narrate it. I want to sit down and do the interview with the people. Best host in America. Gotta let him go. talk. Nala, Y'all heard Nyla say it. Tomato, tomato, tomato. To the talking part. Oh. <laughs> See you next. Want to wrap up? Oh, you want to kick us out, Darren? You tired of us? I've been kicked out of better places than this. Go ahead. Nyla, what you got coming up this week? This week, um, oh, I got a party, you guys. So if you're in New York City, if you're one of our New York City listeners, make sure you guys pull up. What about the tri-state? Or the (laughs) tri-state. I I don't mind. I got people coming up from Maryland. So, yo, if you guys are in the area, pull up 
for my birthday party. Yes, my birthday passed. Don't ask about it, but it's still my birthday party going down. Um, it's going to be at St. Downtown on Thursday, August 25th, and it's going to be a motherfucking movie. And you know it's VMA week, so it's going to be a lot of people in town, and it's just going to be a really good vibe. I suggest you get there early, though. That's all I need I'm a say. plus 30. And I also just want you guys to know that if you didn't RSVP, I'm turning my phone off at 6 p.m. that day. So don't hit me like, hey, I'm at the... And they said, well, shit, I don't know what to tell you. Say 5 p.m. so that you get the extra hour. 5 p.m. <laughs> Turning my did phone I, off. Did I RSVP? I you think didn't. I, did. I mean... I think I did. No. I did it. I'm not, no. but I thought I did. <sighs> so you know you did it. No. <laughs> Just said I'm not. <laughs> but yeah, so party coming again. We taking a break on... D-Block, you coming? Hell of a week. Thursday, I can't, but... No. You wasn't coming if it was Monday, Tuesday. I didn't get the invitation. <laughs> I never got Thursday's it. rough for me. I haven't checked my mailbox, so I don't know. I haven't got the invite. <laughs> Not the mailbox. Come on. It's on Instagram. I just put it on Instagram. Snail mail? This weekend, I'm going to text individual people and make sure people are I there. got mine. I had just been busy. Just want to let y'all know I got mine. Yo, shut mine. up. Just want to let y'all know. If you didn't get yours, I got mine. Oh, my God. I'm fringe. We're fringe in real life. This nigga <laughs> is so annoying. Uh, what about you? Are you even going to be in town? Guess what? I am, because you know what the next day is? Trap Karaoke Encore. We're back in New York City. Oh, We're back know. in New York City. Oh, it's going to be active. Yeah, sold out. Back in New York City. Yeah. Sold out. Um, Then we're in D.C. the next day. Oh, my God. I might have to go with you. You going you gonna to get on the ones and the twos? No, I'm DJ going to enjoy oh, you gonna Money going to be there, right? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, nah, that's money. All money. He got that. That's my brother. But yes, D.C. Uh, Friday. Um, tra- Thursday, Nyla Simone's birthday party. Only thing I care about. Yes. Don't ask me. Go. I'm not going nowhere. Yes. Um, I'm not going nowhere. But Nyla's. That's it. <laughs> Unless we got to come record. But I'm not coming out the house all Thursday. Darren, we can't record on Thursday. All right. So go ahead. Got it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Thursday, boom. What's 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 the is there is there like a theme you're you going? You gotta for? be fly. Easy done. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you thought you were gonna say something I couldn't do. It, it was pink, but I deaded it because I just ordered a pink sweater. What? I might wear it. I might. I'll wear it for you. Damn. I'll wear it for you. All right, you know what? Yeah, Loki, those you. who fuck with me wear pink, okay? I'll wear it for you. I, yes, I swear to God. I just oh, I just ordered a pink sweater. I, I hope that. it's not too hot. Thank you. I hope yeah, it's not it too, too hot. hot. It's fashion, my boy. Right. Yeah, you know the vibes. And it's at night. It's fashion, my boy. So Thursday, my party. Friday, trap karaoke. Me Saturday, and Nyla shutting karaoke. down New York City again. Ooh. Oh, shit. That was like something to get used to. You... Hurt. But um nah, and if you guys haven't been to a trap karaoke yet, definitely go. Definitely drink tea before you go. Watch this, watch this, watch this. D block, you coming to trap karaoke? Yeah. It's a Friday. I will. You gonna lie to me? No. D block, right. you like hip hop. You ain't coming to trap <laughs> karaoke. <laughs> I wanna see it. Dave, are you coming? You're not an artist. Dave, you've been lying for months. Are you coming? <laughs> me and Dave are coming. Alright, listen, I'm telling you right now, if I don't see y'all, the next time we record this podcast. Just hit. Don't don't talk to me. Just tell you. Act. Just say you want to three go. To the Count us in, and that's it. I'm not talking to you niggas. Y'all don't come to nothing. I do. When you when you announce your thing that you do, I'm coming to the the screening, the party, all that. Dave, I came to a hot honey party. <laughs> I support. <laughs> so if you two motherfuckers ain't there, Yo. don't you fucking talk to me. Uh, mouse is. I'll be there. But uh, as always, if you got mad at something I said, I could fight. Uh, see y'all next Monday. Hey man, throw some tomatoes, guys. Like, share, subscribe, comment. We'll be back again next Monday. Peace.
Don't miss an episode of The What? Hip-Hop Questions, Legends, and Lists. Listen and subscribe on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. The What? Hip-Hop Questions, Legends, and Lists podcast is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network, and our executive producer is Darren Byrne and produced by A-King. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated, we're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.